There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows that used to be on the Sci-Fi channel. I'm Sean fangirl And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing episode five of season four of The Expanse. Yes. Can't believe we're halfway through already. I am sad because you guys know, we've talked about it repeatedly, Steve and I are watching an episode at a time, and I'm like, I don't want it to end. No. (laughs) So I'm like afraid to finish this. I've totally had this same kind of feeling with books. So Yeah. Because then it's done, we want right? Season five to be here, and so we can keep going. Oh, that's right. We do get at least one more season. Yes, they've already oh. renewed for five. So yeah, we've got at least another ten episodes okay. after this season. Whew. So okay, then I don't feel. So I think bad. they're going to get more than that. Actually, it might because I think binge watching. Some people love it and would rather do it this way. I kind of feel like sometimes I need that little decompression minute. Like oh, absolutely. Or I yeah. can savor like some of them. But yep. then there's some shows like, no, I want more. I need it right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I get it. But I think this is really like boosting them up. So that would be awesome. I hope they get a whole lot more. And I have no idea where they are in regards to the book. Right. So they may have a ton more stuff that they could do. So let's hope so. Yes. All right. Let's jump into episode five. Oppressor. As tensions on Illus reach a boiling point, Holden reveals a secret. Ava Solara debates Nancy Gao while an emergency on the Rossi forces Alex and Naomi into action. This was a stressful episode. That's an understatement. <laughs> when Alex starts cussing, yeah. <laughs> you know things are bad. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. So let's start with Ava Solara because she's our favorite right now. <laughs> Because she got all her F-bombs that she gets to use now. She's preparing for her impending debate with Nancy Gao. And Arjun, along with Avasalar's aides, are trying to help smooth out her image. And it was... Putting it nicely. Yeah, trying <laughs> to, to fix the rough edges and, and make her come across more friendly. And that's when things take a shit. They tell her, <laughs> you know, we want you to be more matronly. Oh my God, could you have said the worst thing? Right. Like, I thought she was going to decapitate somebody. Just bite their heads off yes. completely. Like, yeah. <laughs> and Arjun knew it too. Yeah. He, he just kind of cringed and ducked down, like, don't, not me. I didn't say it. He had a smirk, <laughs> though, because he knew what yeah. was going to happen the second they said that. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, oh, and we're done here. Okay. Yeah. Because, yeah, basically, she's like, get out. And. I love it because Arjun is like, no, no, no. They're just trying to make this a little easier for you. You haven't had to do this. And she's like, they're wasting time on this frivolous shit. And he's like, it's not frivolous, though. 
you haven't no. had to deal with this level of scrutiny. Right. And now you do. And Gao's going to do everything she can. Oh, absolutely she is. And she's it, just like a politician oh, these yes. days. Okay, let's not talk about that. That's a whole other <laughs> can of worms. But just watching this, I'm like cringing because Ava Solara is in Denmark then for the debate. And as it begins, she's staying very calm and cool, collected. And some of the topics, they come up and Nancy jumps up. And I love because she, Avisalara is just like, oh, how would I deal with a problem with a protomolecule? Like I did before. I'd save us. It's like, right. oh, okay, that's great. And then the topic of Nancy's cheating is broached. And I was like, I feel like this is a setup. And I really feel like it was done, oh, I don't know how to say this, to put Ava Solara in a bad light, I guess. Oh, absolutely it was. Because yeah, all the questions that were asked during the debate had to be set up by somebody that's got a lot of money and is very interested in getting Ava Solara out of there. Yeah, because I get it. Avasalara is like, oh, yeah, you know, not everybody has friends in high places, and cutting the line is still cutting the line. We need to have a more fair way to do things, which I believe that she believes that's a thing, but right. I don't think that there's really a way to get around whatever system they have in place right now. Because then you have Gao stand up, and she's like, yeah, 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 I, I had somebody help, but... This is funny coming from a member of the political aristocracy over here. Right. She's never had to interview for a job in her life. In fact, isn't this technically your first job interview? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. oh, this is going to be bad. Yeah. And it's like, okay, all right. Thinking this is going to get better, right? It's got to because I was feeling a little uncomfortable. I don't know about you. Felt like I was in oh, the room. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. You know, yeah, everybody. it was going downhill quickly. Yes, like everybody kind of looking at each other, like, I don't know how I feel about this. Right. And then suddenly, alarms going off, and the security is surrounding Avasalara, like, we have to get you out of here. And you hear, what was it, like, it was a lockdown, but I can't remember exactly right. what they were saying. Yeah. And I'm like, what? This is not good. And, yeah. And Avasalar is like, obviously, something big's going off. You took me off planet. It's like, oh, damn. Right. Yeah. <laughs> off planet, not just out of that area. So this could be potentially cataclysmic. What is happening? Right. Yeah. Well, there's a ship that went off course. And, well, before it went off course, we get this message. The message is that we're having problems with our comms and... Our navigation. navigation, and we're trying to fix it, but nothing. And oh, this is odd because it happens to be heading towards the planetary defenses. Now, immediately, I'm thinking, oh, is it the OPA? Right. And then we find out that it happens, and I'm saying that in quotes, just happens to be the Sojourner, which supposedly was lost however long ago. Yeah. It's like, Oh, yeah, it was lost, destroyed, sold for parts. So, yeah, no big deal. So, great. Could this be, and Avasalara actually says this, a ship carrying women and children who really are having technical difficulties and they reached out to us 
Right. Or could this be something way worse? Something that's trying to destroy the only defense we have right now. Right. What do you do? Well, Avaslar is like, I can't play around. I don't know what this is, but we have a ship or we can have a whole planet basically blown up. Take the ship down. And I know that has to hurt her somewhere because this could really come back and bite her in the ass. Oh, absolutely it could. Because the next thing we know, we see her sitting there in the dark. Well, not completely dark, but... And a whole slew of missiles. The nukes headed right for the ship, and the ship goes boom. Right. And, of course, what happened, we see Miskow utilizing what happened for her own political gain. Taking a dig yeah. at Avislara, like, oh, well, if we didn't leave people out there, outside of the ring, easy prey for pirates, this would have never happened. It's like, right. I really yeah. feel... Like, she's in on all of that. And it was oh, absolutely. okay, but it, I don't think there was people on board. No. That's my personal I don't think so thought. either. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think it was all a setup. It was too convenient to have this type of a, an attack during the debate. And we see on the little tablet that Ava Solara's got that now Gal has a 57% approval rating compared to Ava Solara's 43 so I feel like what we learned this episode, like what Naomi eventually tells Holden, Avatlara is going to have to spill for the rest of the, I'd say the rest of the world, but Mars, yeah. Luna, the belt, Earth, everything. It's like, okay, I get it. You guys want to go. You want to explore because there's a ton of different planets, but understand there's no guarantee. Chances are yeah. really good, in fact, that you're going to die and we are uh, not yeah. going to be able to save all of you. Right. I feel like she just needs to spill it. Like, protomolecule might be there. You can very well die. Like, you land, and all of a sudden, it eats you up, and then what? Yeah. Any planet could be another Eros. Do you really want to go out there? Right. Until we make sure it's safe to go out there? Like, I get it, though. I mean, those people want something, especially the Belters. They want something for themselves. Oh, absolutely. And there's just been so much territorial dispute. And especially we see it in this episode, but for all these years. Yep. Like, all right, you know what? I'll let you do it. Go ahead. Knock yourself out. We're not coming to help. Yeah. So if that's what you want, bye. Kiss your loved ones goodbye, because it's probably the last <laughs> time you're ever going to see them. That, right. At this point, I kind of feel like, all right, you, you almost need to wash your hands of it. Right. Like, go, go. And then what? Then we see what happens. So, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be another Federation of Planets. I think it's going to be a whole lot of dead rocks out there. Yeah. So we'll see. But you know what else? We got no Bobby this episode. No. But after last episode, I'm still a little mad at her. So. Yeah. <laughs> I might still. <laughs> maybe it was a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it was a good thing. Oh, but we do get some backstory. Fly on over to the Rossi because we get to find out what actually happened on Illus. Because we get a flashback with Lucia and with the other Belters, Chris Holden. Yeah. yeah. Chris Holden Reed. Yeah, Coop. And we see that they were sabotaging the land the RCE landing, but nobody was supposed to die because it was basically going to blow up the landing well I can't say strip, but landing pad. Right. And it would cause them to have to go back and give them enough time to get 
what was it? Uh, um, some of the lithium off planet. Yeah, their first shipment off planet before the RCE got there and could possibly have halted the shipment, so they wouldn't have gotten in paid at all. Right, and instead they are ten hours early. Now I don't know about any government like contractors that are that early. I'm just no. saying. Yeah, no. And, and so Coop just blows the hell out of the pad, and that's what causes the crash. Well, see, that's where I was confused, because Lucio wants to just blow it right away, because it gives them a chance, the RCE, a chance to go back up where they wouldn't get hurt. Right, right. But Coop's like, oh, no, if it's going to blow when they get here, screw it. They get what they deserve. Right. And she does lean over after he knocked her the hell out and puts her on one of the little cars to get her back. She leans over, grabs it to try to get it to blow before they get down. Right. But apparently they were still pretty close. Yeah. But this is when Lucia wakes up and you see she's like racked with guilt. Yeah. But like nobody knows what's going on. And we come to find out her husband didn't even know this. No. Which I thought was kind of interesting. Now, Naomi's still recovering, and Alex is trying to take care of both of them. Alex is not a med tech. No, he's a pilot. Yes, poor Alex. Cowboy, you got to put your uh, stethoscope on. <laughs> like, cowboy up is a whole different different phrase Meaning. right now, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Sarkis contacts the Rossi, and he wants to know, what information have you guys collected on weather patterns? And I love it because Naomi's like, your boss tried to kill me. And he's like, he's not my boss. He's kind of a jackass. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay. I'm wondering if most of the people on the ship feel that way about Mercury. Oh, absolutely they do. Why is he there? Who does he know? He's the hired gun that's supposed to be overseeing everything. Yeah, but still, people know when they're not respected. So. Oh, absolutely. I feel like he's got to know somebody more. Yeah. But we find out, Sarkis is like, hey, that cluster of islands where the lightning stopped, they're displaying signs of volcanic activity, but there's no volcanoes on this planet. And so Naomi's like, fine, I'll send you what I have. I'm like, okay, Naomi, this is kind of important, though. Right. I understand you're mad, but if the whole planet goes boom. Yeah, while you guys are still on it. Yes. And hold it. Or near it. Yeah, come on. Get your head out of the clouds right this sec. We get a call from Jacob as well to the Rossi, who is super pissed and wants to talk to Lucia right away. And Alex's like, she's doing okay. Let me get her. And he's like, I didn't ask you that. Oh, okay. Calm down. So obviously, something's up. And it turns out that their daughter's missing. Now, we haven't seen her since, what, Naomi was working on the power. power. Right. Yep. So did she stow away and go somewhere else, or is something much worse at play here? Right, because we know Mertry threatened Lucia with her family. Right. So does he have her? Now, we don't know because we've not seen anything. Right. And but I can just about guarantee you that that's his ace in the hole. If he can't get Lucia off the Rossi, he'll play the daughter card. If he does that. No, Amos is just going to take him out. Oh, yeah. Obviously, we're just speculating. We don't know. But I this is how I feel. But Jacob ends up putting two and two together, thinking pretty much the same thing, that Mertry is 
got their kid and he's pissed and he's mad because Lucia kind of sort of comes clean about what happened. Right. And he's like, this is your fault. And you did it for nothing. Twist that knife. Yeah. And it did. Yeah. Because <laughs> literally suddenly you see blood kind of floating around. And I'm like, what is happening? What is that? And she decides she's bleeding out, but she is not going to call for help. Right. I was like, what? What is happening? Yeah. This is not good. No. Now, Alex decides to go pay her a visit. It's like, hey, I got to my famous Martian broth. <laughs> Alex, I love you. you. Yes. All of your food seems to be famous, which cracks me up. Right. But, okay. I'm hoping this one was at least a little more edible. It wasn't all synthetic this, synthetic that. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll never know because she doesn't respond. And he's like, um, maybe I should just go in and check on her. I love the way he gets the door to open and he kind of walks in with holding his hand in front yeah. of his face so he can't see anything. Uh, I'm not trying to intrude, but I just want to make sure you're okay. Oh my God. Yeah. You're floating, there's blood, and you're unconscious. This, no, as he screams for Naomi for help. Naomi, I don't think it's going to be too much help. She's still not 100%, but. No. She's there. They are trying to save Lucia. and. Lucia's just like, oh, don't, don't help. I'm just going to die. And Alex has, oh, this is gross. He yeah. had to stick like an instrument in her. Yep. And of course, this is painful because Naomi's trying to get all of the like IVs basically hooked up, which I'm sure it's more than just like blood and saline. There's probably some painkillers right. in there. Oh, yeah. And she just will not help and he's he's like i have to stop this i don't know what i'm doing and finally he just lets loose and i was so surprised right yeah he basically tells her you're not going to make me tell your daughter that i couldn't save you that actually really brought her like okay fine right even though she doesn't know where her kid is like that is the thing that snapped her out yep and she's telling him what to do and where to go as she's in pain and he's kind of poking around. He manages to find the bleeder and fixes it and she's going to be okay, we hope. Yeah. So he thought she was going to be okay before. So here we are. Yeah. Here, <laughs> here we, we are, are again, but she's stabilizing. Let's put it that way. So Alex leaves and Naomi and Lucia kind of have a heart to heart over her attempted suicide because she's like, I couldn't even die right. Right. And Naomi spills her story with Marco. Yep. And I don't even know if we had gotten all of this before. How she inadvertently ended up killing over 500 people because Marco made her believe that they were going to... Just disable the uh, ships yes. and not blow them up. Right. And kind of pirate, but not pirate them. Right. And finally, when she decided to leave, he snatched her son away and left. And I was going to walk out an airlock because why would I keep going? And she's like, but I, I found family. I found a reason to live. And Lucia just kept apologizing to her. And she's like, no, this isn't for you to say you're sorry. No. This is for you to just understand and give you a chance to consider life over death. Right. Give you the opportunity to take a path forward. Right. And I'm kind of surprised she didn't say something at this point about her daughter being missing. Right. But. Because Naomi would have been all over that in a flat second. Right. Like, 
maybe she'll finally spill the beans after what happens next comes out. Right. You see Alex kind of just listening to his tunes, moving. I was expecting some weird Martian country happening. Yeah. (laughs) But he sees something on the radar that kind of gets his attention. Yeah, something bright red usually will do that. Yes, enough for him to take off the headphone, and then it looks like a volcano erupts. But there's no volcano, so what the hell is that? Right. Apparently, it's really hot and really big. And out there where those islands were. Right. So the people in the camp aren't going to know. It just rose. Right. I was like, oh, this is really, really bad. Yeah. Well, let's go. So this could be the thing that saves not only Ava Solara's (laughs) career, but maybe Bobby as well. And, of course, Holden (sighs) and the Rossi. Something. Because... I need them to save the day right now. Yeah. And Murtry, stay your ass there. I don't care. Yeah, Murtry can stay on the planet all by him lonesome. Yes. Seth, I don't think he will be. No. Because too many of those people are going to be like, oh, I'll stay. Speaking of Murtry and the planet, we get Chandra, Murtry's right hand, who, this worries me that she is so indebted to him, but right. I hope things will change. That's all I'm going to say. But we see her pay a visit to Amos and the back and forth and the little friskiness happening. It's like, okay. Not a good time. No. Oh, she was disappointed. <laughs> of Amos, like, let's switch places and we'll talk. It's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Holden ends up coming in, into the camp, yelling for Amos. And this is really not going to be good when he finds out what's what. Because as yeah. he burst into the area... Chandra's like, whoa, hold up. And Amos is like, hey, boss, kind of stuck here. And suddenly Murtry shows up. Apparently, you didn't hit him hard enough, Holden. No. Should have just shot him. Yeah. Fed him to the machine. Something. I don't know. Anything. But Holden's like, you need to free him. And Amos is like, yeah, I need to be freed. And surprisingly, Murtry's like, yes, that's fine. After Holden says, we need to evacuate everyone. The proto-molecule crap is on its way. We need to get out. And Murtry suddenly, oh, yes, free him. And, oh, we're we're evacuating everyone. Sure. That right. sounds yeah. great. Yeah, no. <laughs> Not buying a damn thing he says. Right. And he's like, oh, if we're in immediate danger, of course. It's like, I don't believe him. I believe no. he's stupid enough to stay there until basically big giant proto-molecule demon steps on his head or something. Right. He tells Chandra, we'll be the last two to leave. Yes, which scares me for Chandra. Right. And then it gets worse because he phones one of his lackeys to rig one of the ships up, basically like a bomb, just in case. What? Yeah, one of two shuttles. That's not good. So, yeah, this he's going to have all his men on one shuttle and Belters on the other shuttle. And guess which one's going to go boom? Right feel like the Rossi will come down first and be like, all right, Belters, get on, because screw him. Yeah. At least I hope, but we'll yeah. see. Anyway, Murtry, 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 he goes to pay a Koye visit and wants to know, what work have you been doing with Holden? And she decides, yeah, I'll tell you everything. The connection to the bugs, the lightning strikes, the digging, and this is not going to be good. No. Because Mercury will blame everything on Holden. Right. Holden, see, should have shot him. But 
Yep. The Belters, of course, are planning to overtake the Inners. This is not good either. Holden is like, I'm trying to fix shit. What are you guys doing? (laughs) Making it worse. So they end up grabbing, what, two or three of Murtry's men. I think it was two. Right. And there's, of course, a standoff then. And Okoye pulls Holden to the side. Is like, you need to tell me the truth. What's going on? And none of this, it's complicated. You wouldn't understand. But I didn't understand this because they kind of cut away. Does he tell her everything? Because I feel like when he goes out to talk to everybody, she still didn't understand it. Right. So, yeah, I I don't think he did until his chat with Naomi. And then he says, okay, I'm just going to tell it all and let the shit hit the fan. Because it'll be coming back at him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course it will. Because it kind of has to. So Holden ends up getting caught up on what what is happening as he was talking to Okoye when he runs in Amos and Chandra. It's like, great, things are just going from bad to worse out here. I'm trying to keep everybody alive, and you guys are butting heads. This is Right, wanting to kill each other. And we get a message from the Belter settlement from Carol Chawiwi, and we assume that it was being broadcast to all the other Belters, not just on planet, regarding the stance of the Inners attempting to oust them, and Murtry being judge, jury, and executioner, which right. that should have went on a long time ago. Anyway. Yeah. Illus is our home. We will not be swayed to leave. It's like, what the hell? So Holden is calling Naomi going, what do I do? Things have <laughs> just gone pear shape. Yep. This sucks. And I love it. Naomi's like, listen, you need to tell them everything, which I'm thinking, really? Everything? Yeah, I'm not sure I'd go that far. The protomolecule, Miller, the danger. (laughs) Just let them make their own decision. I'm like, no. Well, yes, but no. (laughs) Leave the Miller part out of it, please. Right? Because, (laughs) wow, I used used to think that way and fair and just. And now you're the one telling me, you're so smart, Naomi. And I'm like, oh, Naomi, you're so naive right now. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking. And we, we get to have Amos and Chandra have a quick heart-to-heart, like, that's a meat grinder. If he tells you to go in, don't do it. Right, because the belters are set up just to mow down anybody that even thinks about getting close to where they're holding the, the men. Right. And, I mean, I think this is, like, the closest Amos is going to have to confessing, like, any kind of feelings. Right, absolutely. Like, hope you <laughs> don't get hurt. It's like, okay, thanks. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, it's like, okay, Amos, so I feel like you have to work Better on than Dab uh, pulling the stun he did uh, <laughs> on Killjoy. That's true. But I feel like you need to work on your, your communication of feelings. We'll work yes. on that in another episode. But <laughs> And the next thing we know, we see Holden walking out between them, like, I'm unarmed. And Amos is just like, oh, shit. Yeah. What's he doing? He's being Holden. So I... I gotta get up because this is my boss. Yeah. <laughs> you just see that on Amos's face, that, that right. long sigh, like, uh, seriously. Yeah, Holden. this may not end well, but if I'm going, I'm going out with Holden. Right. It's like, all right, gang, round them up on both sides. Time for you to know what's what. And as he's spilling the beans, including, oh, including the visions of Miller, 
Yeah, that makes you sound totally sane. Right. The trip to the station, the strange weather phenomena, the weird communication you have with the protomolecule. Everybody's like, you're bonkers. Yes. And it's like, okay, so you have an invisible friend. It's like, oh, this just sounds horrible. Right. You should have told him the story of arrows. Right. And weirdly, though, Murtry's like, so basically everything is somehow connected to you. What if you right. just leave? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's a little late. Shit's in place. Right. It's already in motion. So, so sorry. Right. I mean, Amos tries to vouch for him. He's like, no, he's been right on everything. And Carol Chewiwi's like, uh, he's had some good guesses. Yeah. It's like, all right, guys, I understand he sounds like a nutcase. <laughs> I'm not disputing that fact. Right. But weird things are starting to happen. And the bugs, yeah, they showed up when he did, but he hadn't had any contact yet with anything. Right. Yes. Yes, we know the machine started because he moved roots and, well, where the hell's Miller? Yep. But everything was protomolecule. Explain about that part. Right. And my biggest thing is Okoye knows that weird stuff is happening weather-wise on the other side of the planet. Why isn't she speaking up? Exactly. She could have at least helped validate some of the stuff that Holden was saying by saying, yes. We're seeing seismic activity, and there's no volcanoes, and we're seeing this, and we're seeing this. And she didn't. My big thing, which I know we we didn't really talk about it, the one member of Murtry's team who had like weird—I can't say pink eye—it was like blue eye. Right. I'm like, is this proto molecule on molecule. this planet? Right. What is that? And she's like, oh, it just it just a little. I'm like waiting for it to start oozing out of her eye or something. Yeah. Like, Hello, you see that? We need to go. Go ahead. Now. Leave them here. Let them all get infected. Belfry, right. let's go. Something. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's so hard not to go to the next episode because I want to know what happens and what the blue eye green gunk is. Right. Because you know it's going to be more than just like a pink eye infection, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, hey, Steve, did we get any feedback for this episode? Oh, we most certainly did. Once again, our best friend Fred from the Netherlands has provided us some feedback, so let's take a listen. Hello, Steve and Sean. This is Fred from the Netherlands with some feedback for the X-Bomb Season 4, Episode 5. I really think Avacerola will lose the elections, and perhaps that will be the reason why Avacerola and Bobby will get together somehow. Just a feeling. Instead of giving further feedback for this episode, I want to ask my biggest, biggest question. And that is, these devices on Illus, these remnants of old cultures, everybody, every feedback giver is calling that protomolecule. And I just didn't get where it's said or proved or whatever. It is protomolecule stuff. And I don't hear that a lot people saying as well. So where did I miss that? And then when I'm cycling on my bike to work and I hear people say, Oh, the protomolecule device. And I get actually annoyed by what, what, why? And I think I really missed it because a lot of people say it. So Steve and Sean, please, please help me. Greets, all the best, Fred from the Netherlands. 
Well, Fred, I think that's probably the shortest feedback we've ever gotten from you. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. I like your, well, I know Sean will have an issue with your theory of uh, Ava Solara losing the election, but that's what brings her and Bobby together. And we like that that part of it. (laughs) Now, yeah, I understand. I don't like that you think it's going to happen, but I understand it. So, I mean, I guess that that's what it takes, but then I think it'll be some kind of, not coup, like if Avatar loses, then she'll help save the galaxy again, and then she'll be like, God will be overthrown or something. That's what I think. Right. In regards to your second half about Illus and the Remains, <laughs> they pretty much said that's what they assumed it was, that it was a protomolecule. And- I don't think so. I think it's... More because of Ava Solara not being, you know, she hasn't talked to Holden yet. So she's calling it protomolecule. She thinks that there's something going on with protomolecule on Illus without actually talking to him. But, and I think, yeah. How is Miller interacting if it's not protomolecule? Right. That's where I, I thought it was like that jump happened that, oh, it's protomolecule based. Because otherwise, Miller couldn't be messing with it. Because he couldn't mess with anything on the station or on the ship. So that's where I thought we took that leap. Right. Well, I think it has something to do with the protomolecule. I don't think it is actually protomolecule. I'm like Fred. I don't. Those are machines. They're not, you know, maybe that was machines that the protomolecule had built there to terraform the planet so they could live on it. I don't know. That would be my guess. Is that, yes, that, that's tech from another world that they confiscated for their own use to help terraform planets for, for themselves. So I think that's what the problem is, Fred. We're all taking a leap and we're not going in the same direction. Right. And yeah, with all the feedback that you're hearing on the other um, Expanse podcast that you listen to, yeah, I can imagine that can be quite frustrating hearing everybody say it's protomolecule when... We really don't know. Some people must be assuming. Protomolecule-ish. Let's go that way. (laughs) Because it sure ain't the blue blob that we've seen in previous seasons, that's for sure. Well, that's okay, too, because that was all sorts of dangerous. And these machines can be as well, and we don't know what was coming up from the ocean there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to watch that next episode and freak out altogether. Right. Because the scientists kind of made it sound like it was possibly a volcano, but it sure didn't look like one to me. It looked much more cylindrical than conical. So like protomolecule Godzilla. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. That's all we can say. Yep. And as always, Fred, we appreciate your feedback and can't wait to hear your thoughts on the next episode. Thanks, Fred. Steve. What? There's more. Oh, my goodness. We got a first-timer who sent us something, Christina, which I didn't get. You didn't put where you're from, though, but thank you, Christina, for writing in. So this is what Christina has to say. Hey, love the podcast. First time writing in. A few things from Retrograde. We're starting with Bobby. I know this storyline is toughest for fans this season. I probably should have prefaced I am both a book fangirl and a huge fan of the show. Oh, good. You can tell me all about the book because this book is huge and I haven't read it. Horrible person, I know. Sorry. Bobby's storyline is based on a novella from the authors called Gods of Risk. 
It deals with the fallout of Mars' economy and political situations after the truce. One thing you should know is that Mars is a militaristic government, and terraforming projects on Mars requires all the attention of its citizens. However, the project was on hold due to the threat of war with Earth, which has spanned generations. Mind you, most citizens were constricted into the military, hence Bobby's anger in Season 2, that Earth and their need to continue to meddle in their autonomy halted their terraforming plans. Now that peace is enacted, Mars is sitting on technology and supplies they simply don't need, but the government would never legally sell it to the enemy, whether it be the belt or Earth, as they are technologically advanced. They built their economy upon this war with Earth that is no longer existing, and now they are decommissioning to provide jobs, though most veterans are now disillusioned, unemployed, and offered free booze for their sorrows. Like a patriotic Martian, Bobby is navigating this new society with the citizens that are surviving in this new climate. I won't say much more other than to remind remind us she is, isn't selling weapons. There's a code with Isai. Hmm. Yeah. Plus, she reached out to him. Also, think of the Martian government like a Roman Republic. If your entire economic culture is based on war, it deteriorates in truce. I think it's good our characters are infallible based on their mental health and trauma of their experience. That's what we're experiencing this year with Bobby. Being a good Martian hasn't lived up to what she has committed to. All right. So we'll touch on Bobby before we go to the rest of Christina's feedback. All right. Yeah, we kind of touched on a lot of these points that Christina's made that, yeah, it was a a military government and that without the war going on it it's going to suffer and yeah they don't really see a need for all this war machine because the truce is signed but we both kind of thought that was probably not the brightest move because how long were they at war with each other and couldn't trust each other and now all of a sudden they can yeah Mm. i'm not buying it i'm sorry Right. If nothing else, you need to keep your military. I sound like a horrible person saying this. They need to keep their military because with everything going on with the belters, too, and piracy, they could have at least, if they were going to hold on to the truce, which we know won't last very long, they could have at least had a strong front to help with the piracy and maybe find a way to help push. This sounds bad, but push open the doors to have more people landing on the various planets, even though we know it can well be a bloodbath. Right. But they could have been the intermediaries and maybe better. But doing it this way by selling off their parts, and basically it's not the government doing it, it's certain people that are getting rich off it. I don't know. Right. But yes, I get it. And (laughs) I'm hoping, I understand everything you said, Christina. I'm hoping that it all kind of falls into place better because I'm not seeing the big picture of this puzzle. Right. But I'm sure it's there, and I'm just, like, too frustrated to see it right now. (laughs) But thanks for your insights on what's going on with Bobby. I appreciate that. Now, as far as Marco, she goes on to say, All I will say is that there were moments in history when we could have stopped Hitler before he rose to power and enacted the world genocide in history. But once he had a bigger audience and a mic, it became impossible. We witnessed such a moment where, due to other political factors, Marco slips away. But keep in mind, just about everything Marco has said is true, and he knows his audience are the same terrorists, not even a year ago, doing exactly what 
he has been being crucified for. The only difference, of course, is he's being a zealot that has embraced the violence and injustice of the enemy, whereas Ashford, himself a former pirate and one of the belt's best, tells him that life isn't sustainable for the next generation and the next. And for the first time ever, the belt has some strength. But what do you, but what to do with that strength? The truth is, the belt is a, is split about, indeed. They just did experience the loss of their bread and butter basket and Ganymede caused by the inners. Their children were used as experiments. Eros was a belter genocide and worst, everyone can't live down a gravity well. Sorry, girl, <laughs> Naomi. Can't take more meds. You either adjust or you don't. Drummer mentioned a great of the refugees on Ellis had to go back up the well because their bodies just can't live in gravity. And we also heard that from Lucia, that many of them died that should have went back up the well. What's worse, what happens to the future of those belters who can't? What is their future? More slavery except now our own or now the oppressors? They are in a national state of identity crisis, and the OPA is now trying to become a legitimized government, whereas it served as the belt's more aggressive faction to support the injustices from the inners. It's all very complicated. No! I wanted Naomi <laughs> to be able to, to go back down or go somewhere. Right. <sighs> that sucked. Yeah, I'm that's it was a definitely thing. going to... Right. That could be something that is a true game changer in this series is if you have a faction of belters that are actually able to go live on a planet and then you have the rest of them that can't. I mean, that could cause them to fight. Right. Much less the ones that can't live on a planet start attacking the inners because they're the ones to blame for it. Gosh. So, yeah, this. <laughs> this. Yeah, could get we expect out of to have. Uh, Right, and we're absolutely sure Marco's going to be in the middle of it. I didn't really think of him as that powerful until you kind of explained it in your comments here. It's like, oh, okay, you know what? Interesting take on it. He's charismatic, and if he gets a bigger audience, enough people may be swayed. Yep. So, yeah, they should have spaced him. Yeah. <laughs> But we still don't know yeah, drummer, what happened to Naomi's son, so maybe that's why they took pity on him, too, a little. Right, yeah. Drummer may regret her decision to vote thumbs up instead of thumbs down before the series is over. And hopefully we'll get several more seasons of this sh amazing show to be able to discuss. And, and get mad about We'd love to <laughs> yeah, keep hearing what you think and your insights in the books. Yes. Christina. Please. Because we the book is huge and that's only one. If you've read them all, you need to clue us in on all sorts of stuff. But yeah. <laughs> thank you so much, Christina. We can't wait for the rest of the season e either. So hopefully we'll hear from you again. And yep. thank you. Thank you, guys. We definitely want to hear from you. Make sure you Thanks. shoot us more feedback. We want to know what you think. Let us know. Shoot us an email or something at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com go to www.fangirlzone.com and check out our contacts page and you can shoot us tweets and emails and facebook messages and everything because there's a ton of stuff a meme whatever 
And while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show, tell your friends about the show. They could binge watch all of these seasons and be ready when the next season drops to be really freaked out with you. Because I want to be freaked out right now. <laughs> I'm waiting. Yeah. Oh, and as always, for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. Cap's been right about everything so far. And until next time.